going to go out there and play basketball and win. And win? Yeah. And how many games? Six. We're going to be we're going to win in six. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Bucks podcast. The Milwaukee Bucks are 7-0. They are first in the Central Division. They have the number one record in the NBA. And we are back from a bucket list trip in Greece to talk all about the best basketball team in the world, led by the best player in the world. That's Giannis Antetokounmpo. My name is KJ Eichstead. I'll be your host. I'm joined today by my co-host, Alex. Alex, how you doing? KJ, happy to join the podcast. Bucks fans, thank you for tuning in. As he mentioned, we just came back from Greece, from Athens specifically. We got to see Sepolia, where Giannis is from. We've got an epic story for you there. Also excited to dive into this team, the roster, the defense that this team is playing. And of course, have to talk about Giannis, 34, the Greek freak himself. I'm super hyped. 7-0, could not have asked for a better start, especially without Chris. So I'm excited to be here. Thank you for being here, Cage. Let's, let's get into it. Thank you very much for that, Alex. And Bucks fans, I think it's it's important to start off by saying, you know, one of these phrases I feel like makes a lot of sense in life is you can't know where you're going unless you know where you've been. And when we created Ike Bucks specifically in 2017, you know, we that came on the heels of just following the Bucks through all the dark ages since that 2000-2001 season when they went to the Eastern Conference Finals and then just turned in heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak, draft pick blown after draft pick blown, young talent shipped out after young talent shipped out, and finally, just after years of pain, years of suffering for the fan base, you know, there's this new hope that is Giannis Antetokounmpo, and here we are, you know, all the way through an NBA championship and competing in this championship window. It's amazing. But, but just building off that, in terms of Giannis, right, in order to understand Giannis to the fullest, everybody has to kind of understand where he came from. And so Alex and I, we had always wanted to go to Greece. You know, it, the, the opportunity presented itself, and, and we went over there. Uh, Athens is a massive city. There's 13 million people in Greece, and I believe 7 million of them are in Athens. It kind of has this... Uh, Madison, Wisconsin type aspect to it, where in Madison, you're not allowed to build a building higher than the Capitol building. And there are high rises, but they're never taller than the Capitol. And what this does is it allows you to have a great view of the Capitol from pretty much anywhere in the city. Well, in Athens, there's a similar rule for the Acropolis, where, you know, the ancient Greeks would would uh, do the first, um, you know, voting. They would make their rules, make their laws. And it's just a tremendous view all throughout Athens of the Acropolis. But within Athens, within this city of 7 million people, there's this place called Sepolia where Giannis and a lot of other, um, you know, immigrants live, people who are down on their luck, stuff like that. And that's where Giannis first became the tenacious basketball player that we now know and love. So, so we two, looked two, it up. two kilometers, you know, two miles from the Acropolis. Yes. And so so we kind of got to Athens. You know, we had we had like four or five days in Athens to start the trip uh, before heading to the islands. And we didn't even really know how bad it was where I kind of came in. Alex, I don't know about you, but I was like, you know, may I would love to go to Sepolia because it's like in Giannis's court is like a bucket list thing. But I'm not, you know, that might depend on exactly how rough the neighborhood has like is. And, and you know, 
we've been to J- Kingston, Jamaica before. It's it's one of the roughest places on earth. Um, and we had a lot of fun there. I had a lot of good memories there. So it's not like this is our first time going into an environment like this. But it was definitely one of those things that was up in the air where you're like, this probably isn't the safest thing. But I really have to do this to complete, you know, this this pilgrimage, right, in, in Greece where Giannis came from. So Alex and I look up Sepolia. It's about a mile and a half exactly from our hotel. We decided to take a taxi there during the day. So we basically hopped in the taxi, got dropped off right at the court. I think we threw up a few videos, but we'll, we actually are working on some more productions from that. Uh, and it was amazing. You know, we, we were there. It was almost like... It was just such a surreal, it was surreal moment. Yeah, just being in that space where Giannis worked on his game, and now he has a court, a huge mural on the on the court. And, and you know, we took some great photos. We took some drone videos. Got to see some kids playing ball and stuff like that. Um, and then we ended up walking all the way back from his court in Sepolia to our hotel, which was, you know, there was definitely some rough parts. There was, I remember I walked past a car, the window was just smashed in, but all in all, we're fine. Like we're back in America. It was an unbelievable trip in Greece. Everybody should go. And, you know, if you get the opportunity to, to get to Athens, which we encourage people to do, be safe about it, keep your guards up. But like, if you, if you're up for the challenge, you know, go and check out Giannis's court. It's amazing. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready to get into Bucks basketball talk, uh, but but we really thought it was important to kind of just share that in order for and us I've got to understand. Exactly, I'm going to pass to you in a sec. But in order for us to understand where the Bucks are going and where Giannis is going, it's important for us to understand where they've been. And we know so many of you listening to this have been with the team since even before the 2001. See, you know, before Giannis was drafted, before the the Purple era, and in a lot of, and some people even since like the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar era. But you know, for me personally. I feel tremendous closure just kind of being where Giannis, his story started. And uh, and it's just a really special Bucks fans because you all supporting this brand, this community that is Ike, have have uh, played a part in us being able to do that. So I just want to say thank you. I want to say it was amazing. If I, and I want to encourage everyone to, to, to go on that adventure when the time is right. Uh, Alex, I, I just feel free to take it for a little bit and then we'll get into some Bucks talk. Bucks fans... One other thing that was so awesome about being at Giannis's court, and when I say Giannis's court, for context, Sepolia's basketball court that now has the mural of Giannis on it was where he was famously discovered. That's where they saw him playing, and the, the agent went up to him and said, hey, I want to rep you. I think you have a future in basketball. And that's really where you know the story took its leap. And, and so one thing that's so cool about Sepolia is that now the court is home to like a couple basketball teams. As KJ and I were wrapping up our video work and just heading out of there, we saw a couple kids come in wearing uniforms, playing basketball. And and that's like an influence of Giannis, right? Mm -hmm. You know, a nice new court, you know, a nice, nice hoops and kind of just inspiration when you see the Greek freak on the court. I imagine those players were super inspired to get out there, as KJ and I were. We wanted to shoot some hoops there. But another super cool thing about Athens, right, is that if you've been there, it's a city of stuff. Everyone is selling something. <laughs> it's on great. the street, you know, they, they've, there's little stores where you can't even make your way through the store because there's so much stuff hanging off the counters, hanging off the sides. There's people trying to sell you stuff all over the place. And we just kind of pictured Giannis 
and Thanasis walking these streets and selling those products. I want to bring up Thanasis because he's only played six minutes in just two games so far this season for the Bucks, but he has helped in so many ways that are greater than his production on the court. Because when you when you get to Athens, you get to Greece, you understand that Thanasis really he's also from the same cut and and maybe yeah. even a, a more a cut, deeper cut difficult even. cut because he was the oldest brother and so him on this team is the only guy who can check Giannis truly, he, yeah he can, he can truly, truly check Giannis and say hi Giannis you know I know you're the best player in the world but we went we left the playoffs last year when Chris went down we, we that's unacceptable next year it's not about if chris goes down it's about let's get better on defense let, let's get better on the little things let's get the team better and and this year you've seen that translate on the court Giannis doesn't have chris middleton chris middleton he doesn't even have pat connington two mm-hmm. of the probably best five players on the box <laughs> and Giannis is seven and zero, seven and zero, averaging thirty three point six points a game, twelve point seven rebounds, five assists. He's shooting almost sixty percent from the field, allowing only like thirty percent from the players he guards. Blocking shots, stealing the ball. He's doing it all. His PER is thirty five. This is a new level, Giannis. <laughs> we keep on asking how much better will Giannis get? How much better will Giannis get? We're seeing the next level, Giannis, and it's actually an improvement, Bucks fans, on the defensive end, and I think like a maturity in the leadership. Like I think before he thought, hey, I'll always have Chris with me. Chris mm-hmm. is the guy we mm-hmm. can win the championship He's together. Robin. He's Robin. He's Robin. But this last playoff series, Giannis experienced exactly how tough it is when you lose your number two. You can no longer rely on your number two. And I think this year, when knowing that Chris is out, knowing that Pat's out, he said, I'm going to come out and make a statement. I've got yeah. Brooke with me. I've got Drew with me. And I've got Bobby with me and a bunch of other guys. But those are the main guys. I've got the Nasus with me. And, and here the Bucks are, 7-0. and no. no one's really talking about them because he got the bum Brooklyn Nets and the broke-ass Lakers taking all the attention because they're so bad. And it is quite Bucks crazy. are doing this without their second-best player, one of the best players in the league, and that is the Giannis effect. It is not yeah. Coach Bud. It is not anyone else in that locker room. If you saw the video going around on Twitter, we posted this off Ike Bucks, of him handing out greek zoom fours to every player on the team every staff member in the building it was something special and inspirational that's who he is his roots are as true and as real as they get bucks fans when we were talking to people in greece about Giannis, they said that they have this test about if someone's a good person they'll kind of bring up Giannis and see how they react to him and if they don't talk badly about Giannis, they know that that person's a bad person he's kind of like that morality test because he's so honest he's so, so true, true and one thing that the final thing i want to end on about Giannis is that he is changing the world he, he really he's, is he's doing more than just basketball and and He's changing the world in Greece itself because he became so popular. The family became a discussion of debate. This is what the locals told us about, you know, citizen status. Like, you know, Giannis was born in Greece, but he was not a citizen, right? And it's an interesting story. And we don't really even hear about this in Milwaukee because we're so focused on basketball. And he's so focused on basketball. This is why he's so much better than you know, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and these guys is because Giannis LeBron, has AD. just been focused on basketball despite all these things going on around him, despite being the face of a political movement in his home country. He is focused on the mission 
feeling of winning a championship, and he looks ready to do that again. Well, so we are super hyped it, about it. I'm hyped I mean, about it, it. It transcends all those things because it's – I'm just going to go one step further. It's probably the greatest basketball story ever told, and it's an argument for the greatest sports story ever told. It's one of the greatest family triumphs ever, and I think family is something that means a lot to a lot of people. So, yeah, I mean, like, it, you know, Giannis is – he's – I don't want to call him, like, father of a nation because Greece has so much history, but he's, like, the father of modern Greece even, and I hope that, you know, isn't, like, going too far. But it, it was something else, Bucks fans, just being in Athens and, and kind of, like, seeing where Giannis His jerseys started. are everywhere. His jerseys are everywhere. But but let's talk about Giannis back in Milwaukee, right? So I'm, I got a few stats for you, Bucks fans. Number two in the NBA. That's what Giannis is in scoring right now. And he has he's averaging 33.6 points a game. The only person he trails is Luka Doncic, who's kind of like a one-man army. you know. And Giannis isn't really about filling up the bucket like Luka is. Giannis is about winning rings. Uh, you know, I, I'm just not saying Luka can't potentially win one day. But, you know, I think Luka right now is much more of like a score mentality than Giannis is much more of like a winning mentality. Number two in the NBA rebounds. The only guy that has more rebounds per game than Giannis is Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert for the Minnesota Timberwolves, a team that I would argue is capped themselves. I don't think they're really going to do anything. I'm a huge believer in Anthony Edwards, but as far as that franchise and and just the makeup of the roster, I don't really see it panning out for him. Number one in the NBA is Brooke Lopez with three blocks a game. The Brooke Lopez Tower that it stands in the middle of our defense is rejecting play, you know, opposing attackers at a rate higher than anyone in the NBA. The giant. But, But this is the one that I'm most proud of, Bucks fans. I think this is the one that you should be most proud of, too. And that's number one in the NBA. The Milwaukee Bucks have the best defense. We have the best defense in the NBA by 3.8 points. We allow only 102 points a game, something that is honestly absurd for the modern NBA. There is zero defense being played anymore, and the teams that do play defense usually end up in the conference finals or in the championship or even win the championship, right? Like you're talking about the Warriors, the Celtics, the Grizzlies, the Bucks, teams like that that actually play defense. You think Suns back to some play of the, decent defense. The Suns, man, you think back to some of these previous teams that have won championships. I know the Raptors played defense when they had Kawhi on the team. You know, so so it's just like that is something that is going to carry us throughout the playoffs because we're getting that Chris Milton scoring back. You know, we're getting Pat Connington back. And and as someone who, who's kind of able to communicate with Pat, like he, I expect him to take another leap. I really do. We'll see how he does. Um, he's absolutely a team player as evidenced by his contract. So he's, he's much more in alignment with like Giannis's mentality to win and not necessarily Luca's mentality to score. Uh, but long story short, Bucks fans, everything is going pretty well so far. Giannis has actually led the Bucks in scoring each of their seven victories. You know, the NBA is throwing these back-to-backs in sometimes in terms of the, 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 the back-to-back games against the same opponent. We just had that versus Detroit, took care of business both games, you know, didn't really fall into the trap of dropping a game we shouldn't. You know, the, could the Bucks have played better in certain games? Absolutely. But... They're the best team in the NBA right now. They're about to add two of their top five pieces, and the defense looks amazing. I mean, the only thing that's really going wrong for the Bucks right now is Coach Bud leaving his keys in the front seat and getting his car stolen. I don't know if anyone heard about that. <laughs> Luckily, they found it. But when that's the worst thing that that you know is kind of happening to the franchise, it's a pretty you good thing. Get off. 
you shake it off, right? You shake it off. Um, yeah, it makes Alex, me think like, about like, when Giannis Cage was stuffing cars full of popcorn on people. I mean, he would buy Coach Bud a new car if it, if it was that bad, right? You know, it's like that's the Bucks culture. They're a true team out there. The so, Warriors are three and five Bucks fans, and, and you know, Brooklyn's in the dumps. Lakers are in the dumps. You know, and that's the difference. Milwaukee is really a unit. They they didn't change a whole lot in the off season. Brought in Ingles. Brought in a couple other guys, but they've pretty much kept this. This team solid, run it back with success, unlike the Packers cage. Yeah, you know, Packers, they, they have their, their stuff going on right now. Uh, this is this is Bucks talk. You know, it is early in the season. So a question I have for Bucks fans is how much stock do you even put in these games? You know, I'm on record saying that I think, uh, you know, the NBA season should, should really – whether it starts officially on Christmas or not, I feel like that's when things do kind of start. So a lot of people might say it even starts after the trade deadline. So it's like I personally don't put a ton of stock in these games, but it is important to kind of just understand the journey of the season. You mentioned it. The Bucks have the best point differential in the East, the second best point differential in the NBA. We have individual talents. We have collective team strength. It's looking good, man. So, so uh, I guess like broader NBA talk, who do you see as some of the, the challengers to the Bucks early contenders. I know the Boston Celtics are going through their stuff. It's looking like Ime Udoka might get hired by the Nets, which is fascinating. Uh, but really, Cleveland and, and Toronto are kind of like those two teams atop the conference with the Bucks. I know Philly's four and five. A lot of people think they're going to contend. Uh, the Celtics, I don't know how well they're going to do over time with this new coach. I think that that's something that is really going to hinder them, regardless of how well the players might do. Um, but then you look at the West, I think, you know, the Phoenix Suns, talented team, they went to the finals the year the Bucks won, so you can't sleep on them. I'm surprised to see the Utah Jazz at 6-3. and three. I think they're going to regress back to the mean. You got the Memphis Grizzlies in the four spot. You got the Portland Trailblazers in the two spot, which is kind of interesting. But the, as it stands today, Bucks fans, it's very early, but the Clippers, the Warriors, and the Lakers would all be out of the playoffs. And uh, so, Alex, kind of just going back to my question, man, like, who's... I guess just like a team to keep an eye on, you know, uh, like to you. The teams that surprise me, and um, it's not so surprising now, right? But the Utah Jazz and the Cleveland Cavaliers essentially blew up their rosters, right? These are two organizations that blew up their rosters, but they have solid pieces. And, And I look at the Cavaliers, and Donovan Mitchell gets a lot of flack because he's not the superstar athlete. But his numbers, all this guy has done is win games, despite, you know, kind of not getting the spotlight in Utah. He won one games in Utah. He's winning games, putting up over 30 points a game for Cleveland. So he's shown he can do it across organizations. A lot of people thought, hey, Donovan Mitchell won't move the needle for Cleveland. But it'll be his. Utah, on the other hand, Cage, six and three, probably because they have some decent, you know, foundation there. You know right? why they're it's six like and they three, man? Up, but in my opinion, a huge reason why they're six and three, Mike Conley Jr. The guy's still doing it. it you know, I, I mean, like every team, I think would like to have a Mike Conley on on, a, on their but, squad. But, but here's my point. Here's my point, Bucks fans. I'm looking at the top eight teams right now. Milwaukee, Cleveland, Toronto, Atlanta, Phoenix, Portland, Utah, Memphis. 
None of those teams have the players that are talking out in the media, doing mm-hmm. all their flashy bling, doing all their drip picks, going out there, you know, causing a stir outside of basketball. Those are organizations that are actually focused on basketball. Whether Damian Lillard in Portland has the talent to make it or not, they'll probably be in the playoffs because they care about basketball. They're out of the starlight. And and I think that's what's going well for the team like the box cage. No no championship pressure, right? It's hard to win back-to-back championships. The Bucks, you know, kind of took that off their shoulders this year, coming in a little under the radar with all this hype around these other teams this offseason. Bucks didn't make, you know, a splash or a big move, kind of running it back. Same old, same old, but boring is fun when you're 7-0. and That's what I have to say. So so let's talk about these next three games, right? So, so we'll assess the team with their 10-game kind of assessment. At Minnesota coming up, that's ESPN on Friday, versus Oklahoma City, that's Saturday, back-to-back, and then you have Monday at the Atlanta Hawks. Um, honestly, man, can the Bucks go 10-0? and What do you think? Of course they can. I- I'm I wondering think they if can. the Bucks will go on a massive run, a massive run, because once you hit 10, it, it changes things. It's like now we might go for 20. 20 you know and, and Bucks fans if you've been here since the beginning you remember the team with Michael Carter Williams that actually upset the Warriors when they were on their little perfect skid it, how sweet would that be if the Bucks go from being the team that was nothing and upsetting that undefeated team to all of a sudden being that star-studded the undefeated team. team I think that's good Bucks man you know I think I think the season in general so far is good Bucks bad Bucks I can't really find any you know is it's we'll check back next episode right now I think there's pretty good Bucks all around right like let's we'll get our guys some, healthy keep sailing it's good in the court it's good off the court and Giannis is running great and uh I mean that's all you can really ask for so so uh, thank you for joining us, Alex. Bucks fans, thank you for joining us. You know, share this podcast with someone else. If you're looking to get some Bucks talk started, use Ike Bucks as the bridge, right? Like use us as the bridge to a conversation. Someone new, someone you haven't talked to in a while, someone at work who likes the Bucks, someone who's even an NBA fan who might dislike the Bucks. If, if you're looking to kind of like start up some NBA conversations, by all means, use Ike Bucks as a bridge. You know, it helps us. It, it's, a, it's a great way to start a conversation and get to some of that great NBA banter because there's always stuff to banter about and talk about it when it comes to basketball. So, Alex, thank you for joining us once again. Until next time, Bucks fans, we're out. <laughs>